What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, saints and inks, and welcome to Lactic Acid. I am your host, Dominique Smith. As always, I want to thank everybody for their continued support for this podcast. You all have been so gracious to me, and I am so thankful this holiday season crazy crazy we are almost to christmas it is right it's not even right around the corner it is sitting on the porch and i am so excited it's the best time of year and today's guest is someone that i am excited to bring to you on this december holiday um crazy to think we're almost at the end of 2022 heading into 2023 but lindsey hine was my guest and it's the guest that you're going to listen to momentarily and it was a great conversation um if that name sounds familiar she is a big deal when it comes to the track and field podcasting game as well as um just the various amount of podcasts that not only she um hosts but also that is under the umbrella she owns the sandy boy production podcast network where her two podcasts, I'll Have Another and Why Is Everyone Yelling, are the main features. And she has other great guests who provide awesome work and awesome content. So please be sure to check that out. We talked about that. We talked about how she got into podcasting, how she chose the names of the podcast. We talked about Hallmark movies. May have thrown a little shade that way, uh, but we did talk about that. Um, we talked about how she got into running. We talked about her time growing up and why she's passionate about talking with people. We got a chance to get to know her outside of what she does as a podcaster. Uh, we talked some television. I'm still not watching Seinfeld, and uh, we kind of alluded to that in the episode. It's definitely one that you will be entertained by. She is awesome. She is doing great things. Please follow her on social media. We'll have all of that ready for you. I think she, towards the end of the episode, so she did mention it and I don't have it all on the top of my head. I do apologize for that, but I will make sure that you guys get that information. As far as social media is concerned, where we're concerned, do me a favor, give me a follow Lactic Acid Podcast on Instagram, Lactic Acid underscore pod on Twitter, as well as Dom Smith underscore news. Please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have some great content coming out when it comes to track talk. We have some awesome guests on that and a bucket of wings and hot takes i already got the show mixed up but listen i'm just that's i'm just that excited um but we have a very special guest and that episode is dropping soon and very soon and you don't want to miss it so like the youtube page subscribe hit the notification bell that way you're updated when all the episodes drop and please be sure to show your love if you like what you're listening to whether you get your podcast on youtube iHeartRadio, apple spotify wherever leave a nice review it obviously helps the channel it helps us grow and it means a lot to me i appreciate everybody listening and we will see you next time what's going on ladies and gentlemen saints and angst and welcome to lactic acid 
I'm your host, Dominique Smith. I hope everybody's holiday is as lit as a Christmas tree so far. And if it's not, I can assure you today's guest and this episode will get you in the holiday spirit. She is a certified baller shot caller. I have a real life superhero on the show because she has the power to defeat everybody in the Marvel Universe. She has a on her own network, the Sandy Boy Production um, podcast network where she has her podcast i'll have another why are people yelling why is everyone <laughs> yelling let me same thing why why is everybody yelling where amazing guests come on the show and they drop a wealth of knowledge as well as words that i cannot understand and she is a part of the relay squad with some of the best in the business doing big things changing the game one episode at a time dropping episodes like waffle mix batter at waffle house she is none other than the legend mrs Lindsay hine how you doing i appreciate you coming on the show i mean that's the most fun intro i've ever received in my entire life listen i mean it's all facts we we, we don't make stuff up on this show all <laughs> thriller no filler you know that's how we do that's how we roll on here I appreciate you coming on, like, literally, like, we have, I was thinking about it, like, you have more power than Scarlet Witch with, like, everything that you do and accomplish, like, <laughs> on an hourly basis. It's just like, nah, like, I don't know how humans can do it, but you, I didn't even say she was a marathoner, she ran, like, 42 marathons and everything <laughs> like that, so, gosh, I mean, the list goes on and on, but... I've been asking everybody this, and I'm sorry about my screen. You know, I didn't put two and two together when I put this beautiful jacket on and have a sitting in a black chair. So uh -huh. anything is is rocking. So forgive everybody watching YouTube. Uh, if you're listening, then just keep listening. Don't even worry about it. Don't apply to you. But let's just say Hallmark and Food Network, you know, they actually screwed, not Hallmark, Yankee Candle. Okay and Food Network, they've been watching and listening to your network, the Sandy Boys Production Network. Okay. And they've been listening. I'll have another since it dropped in the 2016th year of our Lord. And they have kids too. So they were, you know what? People are yelling. So let me just go and listen to somebody talk about it. And they said, this Lindsay is a really big doggone deal. She epitomizes greatness. And that's what we're about. And so we want to celebrate her awesomeness. What we're going to do is we're going to do a custom promotion around her on this holiday season because, you know, Christmas just ain't Christmas without the one you love. Shout out to the OJs who came up with that beautiful ballot. And they said, we're going to do something special. So Yankee Candle said, you know what? We need to get her a custom candle holiday mm. scented candle she chooses the scent she chooses the type of jar everything is just whatever she wants food network was like you know what we already got all these baking shows the cookie challenge the baking challenge and all that stuff the gingerbread house man challenge all all of that so let's let's do something better let's give her a custom meal usually it has to be a burger or pizza or if it's too good to be true, something in your head, then you can choose that. But whatever she chooses, we will put it on every menu of everything we're affiliated with in this world. So I need that candle and I need that custom meal with a bonus, custom ice cream as well. 
Well, I feel like I'm just the most basic person ever. That's um, all right. I, I, my candles, my favorite candle is like a coffee, uh, a coffee, uh, like chocolate scent. Like I want everything to be like warm and fall. And so my, actually my favorite candle of all time is evil queen candles. It's called damn it's early. And that is my favorite. <laughs> and I, okay. I, I buy them like I buy like six at a time so that I can always have one going. And then it's like my go-to gift if I get invited somewhere or need to bring something with me last minute. Um, the food would be probably some sort of big burrito because I feel like burritos can encompass a lot of things. Like you can get a lot of different kinds of food inside a burrito. Like you can have a breakfast burrito. You can have a bean burrito. I don't eat meat, but if I ate meat, you could have a chicken burrito. Um, and then the ice cream is going to have to be probably cookie dough with, um, chocolate syrup. <laughs> so I want to, we got to go back to this burrito. What what's in the burrito? Like I need, like, what are you putting in that? burrito? Well, I, in my burritos, we usually do like just a mix of veggies and black beans and cheese and salsa and guacamole. But I also love a breakfast burrito. So, okay. I mean, if you're only going to serve it the same burrito though, I would do the veggie bean option rather than the breakfast. Cause I feel like I'd want that more than more often. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. The candle. Um, you're actually the second person to come on the show. Shout out to Tori Parkinson. Um, to tell me that you want a coffee scented candle yeah. as a brother who hates coffee. <laughs> that is just something that my mind cannot, that's like, you know, telling Santa Claus he has to drink skim milk with his cookies. Um <laughs> has to be a but, sweet coffee, though. It has to be like a... Oh, so that you know frappa I mean? crappa... Yeah, there's like flavor in it. Okay. Okay. Well, who would sell it? Who would you want to kind of be the lead behind it? Starbucks or Dunkin'? Oh, Starbucks, for sure. Mm, okay. okay. Oh, I would I never go to Dunkin'. I, I will never choose a Dunkin'. I actually like would just choose not to get coffee. What, what what did they do to you? Like, what? I don't know. I've just never been satisfied. So I'm like, it's not even worth it. Okay. It was probably because Starbucks spells your name, right? Or they listen to the podcast is what I'm guessing. One yeah. Big other. fans. Big Hey, shout out to Starbucks. I spend like a million dollars a week on you. So if you want to sponsor my podcast, come on over. No, nah, for real. Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> There's like important people that come on the podcast. That's more important than Starbucks. Listen, that would be like free coffee. Whatever the case might be, I'm down for it. I'm yeah. all about the supporting local, but Starbucks is like, I know what I'm getting and it's easy. I can order ahead. And so I'm, I'm one of those people. I just give into it. All thriller, no filler, no discrimination, no hate on this show. I'm with it. So if you want to smell like a cinnamon frap latte or whatever y'all call it or whatever, I'm listen, I'm down with it. I'm down. With it. <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. As I alluded to just a moment ago, Lindsay is a freaking big deal um, because I was I've watched a few of your episodes and your podcasting style is so unique because you have like a honey badger level swag <laughs> that like puts the episodes over the top because it's just so like free flowing 
and you're so open and honest and then your guests feel like they can be the same way that's why i was like this is like scarlet witch love no this is steps above that there are levels to this and obviously you hit the top level how much fun are you having recording not just i'll have another witch i gotta say this i've i've heard it all you know your your sisters you were in a group text with your sisters and then (laughs) i'll have another came am i am i getting this right yeah, yeah. They um I was trying to name the podcast and we were just spitting off like what should we name it? And my sisters, one of them's one of my sisters is like super witty and kind of funny and she she thought of I'll have another. She was kind of thinking of it more of like I'll have another like glass of wine. Like that was what she was thinking. Um uh, but at the Wait. time it was like I'll have another marathon. I'll have another conversation. I'll have another baby because I was pregnant with my third baby. And so it was just like, in my mind, it was like, whatever you're doing, go have another, go enjoy it, go have another. So I hope people will feel that when they listen to an episode, like I'll have another episode. Yeah. I mean, that's just me with fried chicken, you know, yeah. I'll have another piece. Oh, totally. So, um, So I feel that on a spiritual level. Yeah. But uh, it's it I mean it fits everything like you said I don't know about I'll have another marathon you know my <laughs> knees ache at the site but I don't know it's just it was it's like fun to listen to it's, it's some of the stuff is like not even I'll have another but uh why are we yelling I should why are you yelling why are saying, we yelling it's why is um, everyone yelling so I am so sorry I keep screwing that up don't but be sorry. I just keep I just keep like, why is everyone yelling? But that but applies so- to multiple things too, because like, why is everyone yelling? It's what I say at my home all the time as a parent, but also like, I feel like everybody's always yelling in the world. So it's like, it's just a collective. Why is everyone yelling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, if you do it in another podcast, I like, I would hope it would be like, be called shut up or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, But how much fun are you having, you know, doing this, especially you're producing content you know, like running water, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, it's I mean, when I do multiple episodes in a week on certain shows, like I just wrapped up the New York City Marathon series and I'll have another. So I did four episodes a week on that one or three episodes. And then, you know, another episode on why is everyone yelling? That is like that is a lot. Um, Thankfully, I have an editor now. I did that on my own for five years and Mm. hired someone. Yeah, it was a lot. And um. Now that she does it, my editor, Emma, who is amazing, uh, I can't imagine, I can't imagine having that on my plate still. And um, every once in a while I have to edit an episode still. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. I can't believe I was doing this so frequently. And, um, but yeah, I have a lot of fun with it. I think when I go lengths of time without interviews, I feel, I start to feel like I'm really missing something in my life. Um, and I just, you know, I'm home all the time. So being able to connect with people, through these interviews feels really good. Like it, it gives me some socialization. Yeah. And that sounds have... really lame. I know, but I, I work from no. home and I'm just here a lot. So it's like, it's a really good way. Cause when you work for yourself, you don't have a team that you're like connecting with all the time. Like my husband's over on calls with like all these people that he works with. And I'm like, Hey, just me here. Yeah. Like, like, come on, man. No, I feel that like, you you're getting a chance to see someone else you're getting a chance to have like different adult conversations but with you you have like six full-time jobs <laughs> um you know being a parent of four is a full-time job yes um this podcasting each episode is a full-time job because there's a lot of research that goes into it 
um, because you have to make sure, you know, that you don't sound like an idiot, you know, when you, you don't talk to the guest. And then you have this Sandy Boy production hit. I remember listening to an episode when you were talking about how scared you were to start it. Mm-hmm. It was with somebody that sounded really important. It was a few years ago. <laughs> um, and so, because he was saying, you know, like, yeah, I'm a successful businessman. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, they emailed me about student loans. Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I wonder who that was. I can't remember his name. I, I'll email you after and, and tell you, but it's so cool to see like what it is now, like you giving people an opportunity to showcase various styles and various topics and stuff. And it kind of fits under the umbrella of what you wanted. Has it been what you expected or has it exceeded your expectations? I think like with the network with Sandy boy productions, it's been a little bit slower than I wanted it to be. But I think that the reason for that is because of my family life. Like, I think I wanted it. I wanted more shows in the network at first, but what I've realized as time has gone on is I'm taking on like the max that I can handle right now. So it's growing a little bit slower than I anticipated. Um, I, I love it. Like right now we have a podcast in our network called ready to run, which we've got a physical therapist and, and a doctor out of Boulder who are running a show. And like, I love that they can be part of our umbrella because it fits right in with all have another and gives that education piece to the listeners. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I've intentionally kept it like let's not get ahead of ourselves because I know how much I can actually handle. Cause at the end of the day, like you said, all my kids are going to get home from school and I have so much energy for so many things. Um, but I'm having so much fun with it. Like I, I can't believe that I'll have another has been going on for six years now. And it doesn't, that one doesn't get old. It's just like, there's, and there's always new athletes, you know, there's always new talent coming up or people that come up out of nowhere and you're like, wow, I have to get the story behind that. And that's my favorite part. It's just sharing people's stories and giving them a platform to talk about what their struggles are, what they're excited about, or just what they're passionate about. Is that why you wanted to start? Not just I'll have another, but why is everyone yelling? Well, why is everyone yelling as a podcast for parents or people helping raise kids? And I started that because I found that on I'll have another, I really, I really did enjoy the episodes where I talked to other parents, but I knew that I wanted to keep the focus on running on that podcast. And so I was like, there needs to be a totally separate place for this. And then also I just had questions and was reading my own books about parenting and uh, different ways to go about things. And I was just like, if I have all these questions, I can answer them and ask them on, you know, a podcast where other people can benefit and I really just didn't want it to be more noise though. That was my biggest thing because yeah. there's so many podcasts out there, so many parenting books and blogs and podcasts. And I, I wanted it to be something where people could walk away being like, okay, that empowered me. I don't feel shamed, but I feel like I have some tools to do what I want to do. Or I just feel like I connected with someone and what their messages really resonated with me. Like I don't feel so alone because parenting can feel really alone, lonely sometimes. Honestly, I feel like the next step in your career is just like opening a school called Lindsay's House of Podcasting or something like <laughs> that, or or the Lindsay's Educational Institute of Parents and <laughs> Running, because it is educational. There are things that, listen, I'm not a runner. Like I've said it on the show multiple times, you know, my exercise are nice long runs to the refrigerator. 
um, and stuff. I've never, you know, I competed in track and field, obviously, and coach, but just it's a new world. Uh -huh. But you're able to get, and it's a new world. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I'm ever. Now, I will say this the marathon is in Orlando, and I am pumped because I'm born and raised, live here. Oh, um, really? Oh, yeah. So I oh, already, cool. I know where the finish line is. I know where it's going to start. I'm curious about the course. Yeah. Um, Because I go to Lake Yola. I mean, it's, it's in downtown Orlando. Um, But I don't know. It, it's interesting and it's inspiring. But you seem to have a passion for people. um, And maybe just talking to people. Am I, if I'm wrong, you know, because you could be like, no, I don't really care for people or whatever the case might be but you know you know bills have to get paid but I it kind of you know can see it you know when you talk to these athletes and you talk to just the different guests that you have on the show where did your passion for people and getting to know people and share their stories originate have you always had it yeah I think I get it from my dad I mean, he doesn't host a podcast or anything, but he's like, uh, I always say he's like the mayor of Bloomington. That's the city I grew up in, in Indiana. Um, he just okay. knows, he knows everybody. He talks to everybody's best friends with everybody, you know, like we're the, came from the type of family where like anybody would just show up on Christmas and it's, it's not, it's just like, Oh, so-and-so is here. Oh, that's my friend from my friend of a friend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my, my dad just was always inviting people into our house and he knows everybody. And so I think that extroverted personality comes from him. Uh, my mom is very welcoming and, you know, but she's not super extroverted. She kind of just like does her thing. Right. Uh, so it definitely comes from my dad. And then uh, I don't know. I just, I love to hear, I just, I don't know. I, it's funny because now that I've hosted the podcast for so long, sometimes I find myself in party situations or somewhere just like asking question upon question. Oh, upon it's, question. It's, I know it's like, listen, I need you to come on lactic acid. Let's talk more <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, wait, you're not interviewing this person. You are in a social setting at a party. <laughs> but sometimes, it, uh, you see, those are hard because sometimes it's like hit or miss. Like if so, I'm at the store, usually I have my earphones on at the store and that means don't talk to me. Sorry, uh -huh. people, but I'm just kind of like, totally. especially, you know. Yeah, you know, especially if I'm in a hurry yeah. and there's a lot of people, it's like I'm listening, you know, to my Christmas music. I'm, you know, chestnuts open on a roasting fire when it's 85 degrees um, outside. <laughs> really it is so freaking hot. I don't even know why I have this doggone jacket on. Uh, it's like 83 degrees. Really? Um, yeah. It's like, dang. Like, dang. when? Is, but it's like you get used to it. And I pray uh -huh. every year. I said, Lord, what do I have to do? Is there like an amount of offerings? Like, do we need to go back to the Old Testament where I'm like sacrificing tofu and rams to like <laughs> get colder weather? And then cold weather here is like when it's 70 degrees. Listen, it's there's a song, apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur that listen, that, uh -huh. that's what it is down You're here. Not for me. Up. Oh, not for me. You know, that's just this, you know, shirts and shorts, but it, mm -hmm. it gets lit. You know, you got the Tom Brady Uggs out walking the streets, but <laughs> um, it kind of seems it's funny. Like I said, the social you know settings when somebody comes and talks to you, then it's like okay, well, you know, we can kind of roll it that way. But at the same time, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of thinking about what you said. It sounds like you kind of grew up in a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
because it's just like everybody's because oh, like people just showing up and like everybody's friends with the mayor and the mom is you know she's not out leading the charge but she's so sweet and um you know she helps everybody and everybody loves her and like, <laughs> the kids are like outgoing it's like honestly and i started to ask this question like what would if you know hallmark you know it was like we were go- we want to do a movie about you it's kind of like you know it would be we grew up in candy cane lane falls and <laughs> um you know you i mean <laughs> i think it's i think i made it sound more like beautiful and perfect than it was <laughs> I'm uh, for it. Listen, it gives it gives everybody hope. Like you can. Yeah, my parents were really young when they had us. My mom was 19, and my dad was 21, and they didn't have any money. Um, and then my dad kind of went out on his own and started a roofing business, and so that's what my dad's always like. You're a roofer's daughter. You are tough. You know. <laughs> that um, Midwest swag. I got yeah. you. Yeah. And then my mom, um, she actually went to nursing school when I was like six and my little sister was three, she would like take my little sister with her to like anatomy lab. And, you oh. know, it's funny when she tells a story, cause at the time we thought she was like, you know, so old and she, <laughs> you know, she was relative to the other college students that were like 19, 20, but really she was like 25. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she was actually super young. Um, but yeah, my parents kind of, since they had us so young, like they were like growing up with us and built their life with us when we were little. And my dad traveled a lot because he was like roofing McDonald's roofs all over the, oh. you know, like from Indiana down to Florida. Like he was always on the road doing that. Um, but so I feel like my mom was my mom did most of the parent parenting right. when we were little. Okay. But uh yeah. I mean, there was one Christmas where my dad had a friend who was like on house arrest for something. And he was like staying at our house for a few days. And he just like Ooh, was with our family, like opening Christmas presents with us on Christmas morning. And I don't Ooh, know. No, the devil is a liar. No, I mean, you're no, that's that's some Santa Claus level stuff that I can't. Somebody got an ankle bracelet. And I can't do it. I mean, and there was one like summer where this like 15 year old girl who was like a friend of my dad's daughter that was having troubles, like lived at our house for three months. Like, I don't know. There's just always, always something. And I, maybe that is where part of where my connection to people outside of my family comes from. Like I find a very real need to connect with my community and, people around me, specifically people who like live around me. Like I want to know all my neighbors. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I think that that, it feels like a gift that my dad gave me that. It is a gift. Um, and it's a gift that he has, you know, and your acceptance of other people and willingness to learn, um, the, the house arresting is crazy. Like I've never Isn't that heard funny? of that. I know <laughs> never... it's so random. I should ask my dad. I don't even know if that guy, I'm like, is he still alive? I don't is, know. <laughs> like, yeah. How he doing? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's he up to these days? Have you, Oh, that's one thing I did want to ask uh, before we switch gears for a second. How was that movie that you posted about? Which the one? Co- the country Creek coyote thingy Christmas. Oh, the country Christmas. Um, It was perfect for a fold the laundry like need to escape kind of situation. Okay. okay. It wasn't my favorite, but I need suggestions. If you have suggestions for the best, worst, like Christmas movies. Oh, boy. 
Okay. On like Hallmark or yeah, like I don't Lifetime want. Or... Yeah, like don't tell me about like um, you know, uh, what's the one that everybody talks about? Love Actually. Like I don't not oh, something like not like Home Alone. Love Actually. Not like the classics. Just like a terrible one that you like the you cheesy know. ones. Yes. Um, there's one called the Chris. <laughs> this is bad. And I, my mom watches and we, we have a tradition. We, we watch some of them and we sit down and talk about how bad they are or how oh, cheesy it is, but they just had one called, I think a Southern Christmas. Okay. Which was actually really good. I'm writing um, that down. A Southern Christmas. Okay. There was my Christmas Prince with Tamara Mari. Was that good? It was actually really good. Because I watched, I also watched the Christmas Noel story and I did not like that one. Oh, no, 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 no. Did you watch that one? Uh, You see, I cut it off. Yeah, I I did too. It's um, the guy from, um, it's the guy from that really popular show. He's the brother. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Bennett. um, Uh, No, no. I I do know who you're talking about. This is us. It's the brother from This is Us. I know you're talking about. His name escapes me. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a movie called Christmas in Rome. Okay. Um, I'll email it to you. <laughs> Please do. Like, Put yeah, those in the I, show notes. <laughs> I will. No, 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 no. Nobody can see this. Um, <laughs> may have to cut this out, but still. Uh, yeah, I will. There's like there's a few, and it's just like weird. If you're sitting down and you're editing or you're doing something like that, it's like, I right, these kind of slap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But Lifetime and Hallmark, they just kind of feed ideas off of they or well, they use the same actors. And oh, totally. Um, and then it's just like I just saw this movie at two o'clock and it's four o'clock and it's just the same movie, just a different <laughs> channel. So I'm like, you know, if I can write a movie, yeah, like listen, I will write a movie just based on, you know, James Brown's says Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto or something like uh-huh. that. Um <laughs> But we'll get back to the podcast and stuff uh, in a second. But what are three things that people do not know about Lindsay Hine? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I maybe people know if they listen to my podcast, they probably know I had suffered from <laughs> severe anxiety. Really? Yes. Um, we won't have to go deep on that, but that's one thing. We don't need to. Nope. Um, that. I think I also have a little bit of OCD, which is not super fun, but that's been something that's been with me since I was maybe three or four. Um, Third thing. Trying to think of something random. I, well, I've never been, I've only been to Mexico. That's the only outside of the United States I've ever been. So I'm, I'm very, I'm a very scared flyer and that's something I've been working on for a long time. So, um, that's probably one of the reasons I haven't left the country much. Let me tell you something about the planes. I don't know how the air, my first flight, we were going to, I was, we were going to Washington DC. It was on a school field trip. Mm -hmm. It is the sky is just, it is pouring rain and it's windy and the the pilot's like you know we have to fly up a little bit so i'm like okay Lindsay, when i tell you i thought jesus was come i thought jesus was because he went straight up he went up 
I'm like, uh, is this a roller coaster or are we going somewhere? Ooh. And then it was like, okay, uh, we're running into turbulence. We're going to see a slight drop. Boom. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm on the plane and there's a couple of my classmates and we're in the back screaming, Lord, we're going to die. We're going to die. And they're like, listen, we're going to be okay. I can, I, mm, there's something about those planes, especially but when they take It's so cool though, that like it can handle that. And that's part of just giving up the control, but it, man, I don't, I've actually never been, been in a situation like that. And I, I'm terrified to be, because I'm afraid I'll just lose my mind. We flew, where was I? I don't know if I was coming back from the pre-classic or whatever, but there was a hurricane. Mm. Oh, good God in heaven. You are holy. I forgot the hurricane. There's we've, we've been hit with two this year. So anything after this right. year, I usually forget. But whatever, we were flying. I don't know why. I, I was. I don't know. But we were coming back. I can't even remember. But we flew into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are we? Why can't you just? And my flight was delayed like an hour or two. I was like, why can't you just delay it more until the storm passes over? Yeah, can we just wait? I'd rather not get. I think I maybe would elect to not get on. Even though, like, even if they are saying they're only going to do it if it's safe. Like, I think I might just say, never mind. You see, when I tell you that, and the guy next to me was, was, and thankfully there was nobody in the seat because he was shaking and everything. Yeah. Um, and I was like, brother, I'm going to be strong for the both of us because that <laughs> <laughs> it's almost that, better when the person next to you is freaking out. Cause you feel like you have to be the calm one for them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just calm, calm. And he's like, Oh God, I hate turbulence. And I'm like, Oh, you really can't say anything now. So I'm just like standing there, just like, you know. Lord, is this it? Am I coming home? I know, <laughs> you know that's the thing. It's not in my control. Not in my control. Listen, I'm you are brave. I wouldn't fly to Mexico. It's hard for me to fly to Atlanta. That's yeah. outside. Anything over the water terrifies. I know. Me. I know. Um, but listen, those are I think you join millions of people. <laughs> the more you fly, like I feel like the braver we get. Totally. And I, I mean, I feel like I stopped myself from doing some things for a while because I was like, Ooh, that means I'd have to fly there. And, um, in this past year, even I've done a couple of work trips where I'm like, you know what I'm doing this. I want to do this. I even proposed that I come instead of someone asking me. And, you know, I, it's hard for me to leave my kids and I get anxious about that. So, um, I've just kind of decided with that. I'm like, I have to live my life. And one thing I repeat to myself when I'm on the airplane specifically is like, don't live small. And to a lot of people, it's like not a big deal to hop on a plane to Chicago. But to me, it felt like a really big deal. And so I just repeated to myself, like, don't live small, don't live small, like go do the thing you want to do. Don't let anything like this stop you. And so, you know, it's a, it's a big deal for me. And I know people that travel like every single week, but for me, it feels like a huge accomplishment every time I do it. I know it's like I'm so proud of myself yeah. <laughs> and, and everything. So no, I'm with you. I like that mantra. Don't live small. Listen, I used to oh, this is embarrassing, but I'll say it. I used to be, I'm terrified of heights. Mm. So, you know, I used to be afraid to go up the escalator at the mall. Mm-hmm. Like we would always have to go up the elevator. And I God bless my mother's heart, because I knew she was just <laughs> she was come on. She, she was struggling and strain. It's like, boy, you ain't gonna fall off. And I was like, yes, I am. I'm gonna fall back. I'm gonna die and all that stuff. But uh, hey, the little victories are still victories. Totally. When you are not parenting for wonderful kids, 
and doing an amazing job with 32 podcasts, releasing <laughs> 4,627 episodes a year. What is life like for you? Like the fun stuff. The fun stuff. I love hanging out with friends, going for runs. I uh, love to read. I know that sounds super boring. No, love, it to, love to go to the beach. Um, I think one of the reasons we moved to North Carolina from Indiana is because we would have more beach access. We're two hours from the ocean here. And so um, that felt like life changing being landlocked in Indiana. But um, honestly, I spend a lot of time with my family. Like I probably need more breaks for my kids than I let myself have. Um, it's been weird though, because we moved a year and a half ago away from our families, away from our communities, And so we don't have as many people here that we're know that we're friends with. So, um, it's lent to a lot of time with our kids and it's good. I'm, I'm happy for it, but also, um, it will be nice once we've been here a little bit longer to get to know more people and be more involved in the community. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's so boring and basic, right? Like I read books. I I I like to watch Seinfeld. Like the oh, most basic what, things. What is this obsession with Seinfeld? Like I I don't. I've watched Fraser Crane. On I've binge watched Fraser. I've watched NBC's The Good Place. Obviously, New Girl and all this stuff. But people come on and say, "Listen, you will watch." I've watched Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Um, which should be Everybody hates. I don't hate Raymond. I hate Marie. Um, yeah. But everybody's like, you are going to turn into a habitual Seinfeld watcher. And I'm like, do not put that evil on me. Like, why I'm, would I? I mean, I love it. Although we were watching it the other day, like season one. And I was like, wow, some of this is really problematic. They would never air that today. <laughs> oh but my gosh. I do think, I don't know, the simplicity of it and just like the easy, simple, clean humor. I... I, it's like an escape for me. And I lo also love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I don't know if you've watched oh, that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will say Seinfeld, there's a few things. See, I'm 28, so I grew up in the 90s. Yep. There are a few things that are on today that I watched growing up that would never. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> get the air. I'm like, I used to watch like Rush Hour. Uh -huh. Um, and I was like, "Ooh, just the first fifteen minutes." I was yes. like, "Oh my god, can't believe it!" I'm like, how did how are they still replaying this? Like, right, rush hour marathons. Do stuff. they not have this edited out by now? I cannot believe it. No, I totally, I know it's crazy. I, I don't think what you're saying is boring. Like, really, a good book? No, and you know, <laughs> take it just for I don't. Here's the thing: I was. I don't say I was social, but you know, I would go out and hang out with friends and stuff like that. But there's an element of being true to yourself mm -hmm. and just kind of understanding like what works for you. And I think if you have the chance to read a book, go for it. <laughs> like, I think that's a good thing. I think because it stimulates your mind, it helps relax your mind. Um, if you, well, I think when kids get older, I could I just speak for me. Um, you <laughs> parents will get more time because like the older I got, the more I just wanted to explore, like mm -hmm. hanging out with friends and, you know, the school I went to, uh, they, they had a lot of money. I did not have any money. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, so they live in these mansions and stuff. And so I'm, you know, mom, can I go to their house? And I'm going to go just, hang out in their pantry. <laughs> yeah. Like their pantry is bigger than my house. And I'm like, I'm getting lost. No one, one kid, <laughs> I got lost and I called, I was like, I don't know where I am. And then they're giving me like instructions and stuff. Um, and you know, it's, it's crazy. You know, when your house has wings to it, you know, go outside the left <laughs> wing and then make a right. Oh the yes. Exit. Oh yes. Um, Oh yes! Like, my gosh, you know your house is big as a Walmart. Like if, <laughs> if there's like an emergency, I, like I always thought, like Tyler Perry has this massive mansion that's the size of two football fields. That's he. And yeah, it's it's brand new. And so it was funny, like seeing on Twitter because they're like, "How how does he get mail delivered?" And the mailman, one of the mailmen commented, they just said, we just leave it at the front gate. (laughs) Somebody has to go walk a mile to go up and get it. But it's like, he has to have like a a medical team in his house. Because like, if you have a heart attack or something like that, like how the heck is this a paramedic? Gonna get there. Yeah, go through the gate, get to the left wing and then go to the parking garage, use the elevator and then you'll be in the kitchen or something like, like that. Like what's he doing right now? What's Tyler Perry doing right now? I don't know, but if he could sponsor both of our shows, I would appreciate that. Um, yes. You know, that's all I say. People like Shaq and Tyler Perry, they have restoration money. <laughs> like Yes. They, just yeah. hand it out. Wouldn't it be so fun though, to be that rich? You just like everywhere you went, you could just leave like $200 tip, like to your barista, you know? There, it's not even $200. They leave like $4,000 tips and stuff like that. It's so fun. Like, that would be awesome because, like, you could change the course of like somebody's life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, barista getting a $200 tip, that is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and listen, this holiday season, y'all make sure you tip. Like, yes. don't, don't be cheap. Uh, make make sure you tip the hard working people. But I don't know what I guess Tyler people Tyler people Tyler Perry's making Medea movies or some crap like yeah. that. Um, he's hanging out with Oprah for sure. Oh whatever. They're like best friends. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, I actually saw that you're actually pretty dope when it comes to cooking. Like, I don't, maybe that video was from like watching you slice a cucumber and then me being jealous because usually I almost cut my hand off when I'm using like sharp you you probably saw my prep dish ad no I actually I would love to think that I I'm good at that but really my husband is the one who does 90% of the cooking in our house like he is yes he will just throw together whatever and for me I have to have like a 12 page recipe complete silence so I can like focus and um I think I'm a little ADHD with that kind of stuff. So I like, I, I'm just not good at, at that. So he, he is the cook in our house. I do, I do more baking. Like I used to make all of our kids' birthday cakes, Oh, but I don't do that anymore either. Either. Well, here's the thing you have to, I learned this the hard way the other night because in the kitchen, I have my earphones on and I'm dancing and I'm you know, just making it rain and all that stuff. And, you know, putting on the salt, like the Salt Bay guy um, on Instagram. Eh, you better have some control because if you miss a step, it just screws up the whole uh-huh. operation. Totally. So like, you, so if you're making birthday cakes, that is, that's just not like your average home baker. You're like, it's that's hard. serious. It's, it's hard to, because it gets dry real fast if you, if you keep it in too long. 
Oh, listen, I don't do that bacon crap. I, I can't. <laughs> I do it. So it just sounds like you should have been on the holiday bacon champion <laughs> like that. I don't know. If that would be dope, though. Like I wouldn't you, go far. Why do you say that? Well, I well, I've done like designs too. like I've done like Power Rangers, Paw Patrol, my Paw Patrol birthday cake for my son's fifth birthday. I think was really good, but it was, it looked better than it tasted. It didn't taste bad. It was just kind of dry. And, uh, the neighborhood who I had only known for like a month was like, yeah, this cake's pretty dry. Oh, somebody really, Oh, they tried you, Lindsay. And I'm like, so- how do you even like know if cake is dry or not? You're nine. <laughs> somebody really came up and said, you see, I don't know. You see, I don't know how I will handle that. Well, listen, yesterday I picked my other son's friend up to pr- come over to our house and play. And he gets in my car and he looks around and he goes, uh, why is this car so dirty? And I was Ooh. like, because I have four kids and we live a lot in this car. Okay. And then I just laughed. You see, you're, you're a really nice person. <laughs> and I honestly believe that one day when you stand before the Lord, he's going to have a crown for you. That says you, because me, you see, I can't do that. I just told myself his mom probably would have been mortified if she knew he said that. And then they're nice family. (laughs) They could be a nice family, but it's different because if you came in my car, why are your car so dirty? Okay, get out. Well, the funny thing is, I don't think that my kids would even notice if someone's car was dirty, probably because our car is so dirty. (laughs) But I don't. They better not say it either if they do notice. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> your car dirty, your cake dry. Mm. And these were two different friends, just for the record. They're different people, but still. They Again. different people, but they they need an attitude check. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just, uh, oh my gosh, that that got my blood pressure fired up because I just I just go back to my childhood. Uh huh. Uh, and shout out to Yvonne Wilson. Yvonne didn't play that. We we a little different down here. Um, I would have never fixed my lips to disrespect you. Makes you make somebody make gives you a slice of Power Ranger cake, <laughs> and you say, "Ew, your cake dry." You know, I, problem. I you're a good person. If anybody tells you otherwise, then they jealous. Um, <laughs> Oof, I need to change subjects before I can say something that get me in trouble. Why, uh, what brought on your love for running? I'm actually genuinely curious. Yeah, I, I started running when I was 15. My best friend at the time encouraged me to join the cross country team with her. Oh, I did not like really want to do that, but I, I did. And, uh, I was decent at it for the smallish school that we went to. And so I was like, I don't know, I was like our fourth or fifth runner. And so I was on the varsity team and, uh, just kind of became ingrained in my life, you know, and, uh, ran through high school. We made it to the state meet, which for us was a really big deal. Um, you know, we didn't place high. I didn't place high. I was like way at the back, but, um, there. I, I kind of learned about team culture and running for something other than just yourself, like being part of a team, um, which is one of the common threads, you know, I hear about on my podcast is, is how cool that team environment is, even as the pros are racing today. Uh, so many teams out there, but 
Um, then I just stayed in shape. You know, I tried to stay in shape through college just to, I, I movement was just always going to be part of my life. And, um, after college, uh, my husband and I decided to run our first marathon and, the rest is history. We just kept on running them. And then I just ran my last, my most recent marathon. I ran in New York city this year and it was a very hot and humid and very tough day out there. But, um, yeah, I guess it's been 15 years since my first marathon. Wow. So how many, how many in total? I think, 20, I think it's 17. 21? No, I think oh, it's boy. 17. Yeah. That is um, a lot. I've had a lot of like baby breaks in there, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. no I get uh, it I get it yeah yeah it was like I did a ton uh you know before I had kids and then I would kind of like put one in like between kids like actually between my first and second I did three and then between my second and third I didn't do any and so it was kind of scattered out um but yeah it's it's just pretty much part of our lives my husband's a big runner too um, he does not run for speed anymore and I don't really either, but we both, it's just part of our life and the culture of our family really like our kids just know that's what we do. How is that? How has it impacted maybe the way you ask questions or just kind of your podcasting style, because you can come to them, you know, you may not have a check mark or three stripes, but you're a runner too. You ball out. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's important to to how I interview, especially it's really fun when I interview people after races that I've actually been a part of yeah. like that New York city marathon series. I just did. Like I had also just run the race yeah. and it is a completely different race for me because I'm running with the, the normal people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's cool because when they're talking about certain parts of the course and stuff, I really can relate and know where they're talking about and what they're talking about. And I know as fast or slow as you run a marathon, like the pain that you feel towards the end of a marathon, um, you don't know it unless you've done it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's important and I don't think I would be interested. I don't think I would be as interested in what I, these people are doing if I didn't know it really to my own core. How did you get the name Sandy boy productions? I love it. Like that oh, is, thanks. I, I love it. Sometimes I get, I see these names. I'm like, Lord, why didn't I think of this first? Uh, my youngest son, his name is Sandy and I, I yeah, I love Sandy for a boy. I don't know why I just, it's kind of like you hear the name Sandy. And I think most people think of like a 50 year old woman, um, working <laughs> at some like clerical office job or something, but, uh, <laughs> but there are some famous male Sandys, like Sandy, who? Sandy Koufax baseball player. Right. Yeah. Um, don't want to know Sandy Cheeks. There's another one that my husband always talks about, but um, yeah. <laughs> and so his name is so, so I needed to name this podcast network and my husband actually came up with Sandy boy and I was like, and then we'll just put productions on it. And I don't know, Sandy boy, like I have four boys, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but Sandy for sure came from um, my youngest son's name. I'm looking up famous dudes. So Sandy Allen, Sandy Olimar Jr. and Sr. Is Sandy Koufax popping up? No. Uh, Sandy Becker, Sandy Cohen, Sandy Frank, Sandy Collins, Sandy Gunn, Sandy Hogway. I'll add it to Wikipedia later. Sandy Koufax. Um, <laughs> 
And that that's how we'll, <laughs> that's how. We'll, but oddly enough, they're all baseball players. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> they're baseball players and politicians. Interestingly enough, so like I said, um, the only one I really ever knew was like, well, then she's a female. Well, she's a squirrel, but Sandy Cheeks on SpongeBob. But other than ah. that, like that's like the most famous. A couple more questions, then we're gonna wrap this bad boy up with a bow. What do you? Have you ever thought about the impact that you've had in this podcasting game? Like, because mm-hmm. you, and I, I sincerely say this, just, I've listened to about 15 episodes. Um, and it's something that I enjoy. Oh, thanks. It's just like, I'll sit down and listen. I was like, all right, this kind of, this kind of dope. You know, you learn more about the runners and stuff and you learn more about yourself because you find, you found this great balance of, making it feel like a conversation mm. by pouring yourself into it instead of like a I hope I never come across anybody because I love you guys but it's not an NPR yeah you know conversation yeah. um but you've built such a reputation and such trust with athletes that they feel comfortable coming on the show and you're you're growing you're on the relay site with some pretty dope people have you thought about the impact that you've made in this podcasting community with your platform? I guess I haven't really thought about the impact I've made. Um, Nothing makes me happier than when someone's like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for your show because it got me through my long run. You know, I'm like, oh my, because when, when I hear things like that, it's like, oh, this is all worth it. You know what I mean? Like people take something from these episodes and people enjoy it. Um, And I'm learning every day too. I think that I, I would never be like, oh, I'm the best podcast host out there. Like I'm learning every day too. Like I mess up every day too. Like there are plenty of times in interviews where I'm like, oh shit, why did I say that? You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it you know it's it, oh and yeah, then, and then you're like, I'm gonna ask that again, or I don't know, um, or you're you second guess yourself. You're like, was that offensive? Did I offend someone by saying that? And um, but I hope that it has encouraged somebody to like go do what they want to do. Because when I wanted to start my podcast, podcasting wasn't like super popular back then. It was like, I mean, I had listened to Serial and there were a couple of shows I really liked, but it wasn't as rampant as it is now. And I did not know what to do or how to do it. And there wasn't as many resources as there are now, but I just like figured it out and it wasn't super fun to figure out, but I did. And, um, I don't know, it, it can, it can be embarrassing to put yourself out there. Cause you're afraid people won't care. People won't want to listen. People will think, who do they think they are? Yeah. Uh, but what I found is when I'm proud of the work that I do, I'm excited to share it. Like yeah. if I'm proud of a conversation I've ho- hosted, I want everybody to listen because I hope that it can impact them and bring positivity to their lives. Um, so yeah, it's funny because I, I was just at my four-year-old son's like Christmas program and he kept his head down the whole time and was like, so embarrassed and all the other kids are singing and he just sat like this. And first of all, I was like, why are we forcing kids to stand in front of a crowd and sing if they don't want to? <laughs> like that's, you, looks, you know, it's so weird. <laughs> that looks, he looks like horrified up there. He doesn't want to be up there. Um, But secondly, like I was always really scared to be in front of a crowd or public speaking, or I hated giving group or like presentations in front of the classroom. 
um, I, historically the story goes in, in, uh, college, I took like two shots before my public speaking presentation <laughs> because I was like, so nervous to stand in front of my class. Man. Um, but all that to be said, like I, I gave it a shot and now like, I love speaking in front of a crowd. I love being in, behind a microphone. And it's kind of funny that I would have never pegged myself to do something so public, you know, it's like smaller compared to a lot of things, but, um, it's definitely a public place that I'm putting my voice out there. And, um, so yeah, I hope it's inspired people to like, go do the thing that they maybe weren't so confident in, but that they really wanted to do. I see. Great answer. But I just rambled so much. No, it was a great answer. And it's very inspiring. No, but you made a great point about forcing these kids to be a part of these doggone plays. <laughs> Why are like, like, he did they, not want to be up there. We they used to I went to a private school and they used to make us go to the, the kids' Christmas play. And you got all these little second and third graders and stuff. And then you got all these, they're looking and just like all oh, you see all the big kids and all this stuff. And then I was like, I feel bad. Like, keep on finding Johnny. Like, you got this, man. <laughs> like, I don't know if I ever experienced. I was Santa Claus in my school play, so you know that was obviously you know different. Best so, job in the world there. Listen, uh, Black Santa with I don't even know if I had a uniform still. I hope I do. I'll have the picture, but I don't know. You got like fifty pound kids, and we have I'm on a sleigh, and they're pushing me on the sleigh and stuff. So I'm like, oh, no, like I don't want nobody to see me fall off. So I understand <laughs> this, the stage fright and all that stuff, but uh, no, it's public speaking is hard. But I don't know. You make it look so easy. Like I said, it's not listening to your episode. It's not like you're talking to strangers. Even the people who come on the show and they use like big terminology and big concepts, you have a way of like. I don't want to say humanizing it, but it's like you're talking to your home homeboy or whatever the case might be. Um, last two questions, then we're going to get a quick rapid fire, then we're going to get on out of here. What's it been like working with Relay? Oh, it's fun! It is such a cool group and concept. I, I, you know, Matt Chittam is like the brains behind that, and I was hesitant at first. Cause I was thinking, can I get more content out there? Like I'm already putting so much content out to the world. Do people want to hear more, but the diversity and the different types of things people are putting out, um, I think collectively is really exciting. A lot of, yeah, we're all runners, but like we have different interests in the realm of the sport and, um, the group is just everybody in the group is so awesome and kind and supportive. And it's actually been a really great outlet for me because like I was saying earlier, I don't feel like I have a team to work with. And so this every other week we get on a call and, um, yeah, it's just a really supportive community of people. And, um, I think Matt, I, the credit goes to Matt because he really put that together. Last question. What, when, this podcast and stuff is hard. <laughs> like, like I'm a one man show on this. Yeah. Editing is yep. not my favorite. Um, and then you're, you're fighting, you know, you're looking for sponsors and then you have to fight against the comparison culture and totally and, and all that stuff. And listen, they, I, I have my struggles. I do, especially, you know, we're a year and about four coins old and stuff. So it's, it's, it's still difficult. But for you, especially you've been doing this since 2016, 
um, if I'm not mistaken. I think yep. that's when your first episode came mm-hmm. out. That's right. What in the midst of all the craziness, you're you're hosting your podcast multiple, you're finding guests, you are uh, running, you're parenting, all that stuff. What encourages you and gives you a reason to smile at the end of the day and it keeps you going? Hmm. Well, I find that I just really enjoy the work. Like I really enjoy the interviews and that more than anything is is why I do it. And, and connecting with people, getting the editing off my plate, like (laughs) that brought me a lot more joy because I found that when I was doing all the editing and producing, I wasn't giving myself enough time to adequately prepare for interviews and do the things I needed to do to make my show the best it could possibly be. I think I did fine. I got by okay. But now I don't have that. I mean, if you can get that off your plate, that is just, it's huge. Um, And then, you know, just like my kids, that's, that's what it is. It's, you know, that's, it's, I'm in a weird phase of parenting where I'm out of the baby and toddler years. And, you know, in like five years, kids are going to start pushing away from me. Cause that's what you do. You brought that up. Like, that's what you do when you're a preteen and teen. And talk so about, talk about, talk about. I ain't say them kids was going to go away from you because let me tell you <laughs> something. You always, I'm 28 and I need my mother now oh. more than well, thank ever. You um, so let me, cause I've actually had parents like, Oh, they're going away. Listen, your kids are not going away from you. There's going to come a time where they realize two things, all the stuff in my head, the stuff my mother was telling me at 14 still rings true. And I tell her, I I, just like, dang, (laughs) like it's still all the lessons, everything. Kids will never stop needing their parents, especially their mom. So let's just, let me just clear that up. Let me just clarify that. So are you keeping in touch with your mom a lot though? Because I, I do get like, Like, cause I have all boys and I know that girls are more likely to like touch base at home once they're out of the house every day. She's my best friend. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully of the four, I at least have one of those. (laughs) You will honest to God's truth. You will probably have all four. (laughs) I'm, I'm just being like, even the ones that go off, you know, and maybe if they move away, y'all and that's the thing people i think they kind of watch the hallmark stuff and it's like oh my gosh you know they want to get away they don't love me anymore you know i'm stuck in this do you think about that when you see those movies you're like what do you mean you haven't talked to your mom in six months what does that even mean not six months six years i haven't been home in six years i haven't (laughs) talked to my mom i don't know what's going on and silver bells falls or cookie (laughs) cookie bread lane and stuff i'm like and people love this crap Oh, listen, don't get me to cut. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just had to. No, it's true. Um, no, I like, I'm glad that you said that. That makes me feel good. But um, I do think we're in this like sweet spot where like none of our kids are their like preteen teen selves yet and also don't have babies or toddlers. Like we're four through 10. So I feel like we're in this like sweet spot still. And I'm just really savoring it because they're a whole lot of fun. Um, they fight a lot, like so much fighting, so much wrestling. Um, but I am trying so hard to savor right where we are because, um, I don't know, time goes by fast. Oh man, it does. Okay. So you have survived the interrogation process. Okay. Thank you. And we are down to the harder stuff. And okay. 
this is called down. This last segment is called down the home stretch. I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them to the best of your ability. If I ask you to clarify, that does not count against the time. If you do not answer these questions as fast as you can, I really don't care. I don't care. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Um, Don't matter. You are playing to be on the proverbial um, gold medal stand where many great guests have come before you. Are you ready? I'm ready. If there was a food that you had to live with and a food that you could live without for the rest of your life, what would it be? Live with pizza, live without coconut. What? Ooh, okay. What kind I don't like coconut. coconut. I just don't like anything coconut. Like I don't like the flavor. I don't like the texture. Not coconut matter. can leave. Coconut can leave. Gone to stay. Gone. No, I'm sorry. Gone away. Uh, what kind of pizza? Um, I like a. Actually, there's this pizza place here. Uh, I think it's Capital Creations, and they have like uh, tomato gorgonzola cheese, which is kind of weird for pizza. No. And it's it's so so good though. So that's the pizza I've been. And I'm a dipper. Like I need marinara sauce to dip my pizza into, not just the crust. The pizza also. Okay. I gotta ask this question too. Yeah. Are you a ranch on pizza person? No. But okay. my, my, I have family members that are. It's like a Midwest thing, I think. That's crazy because Laura Thweet, the home slice, she's coming back on the show. And we're doing a Wings episode. I, I love Laura Thweet. She is the best. She, she hooked is. me. She hooked me. I usually dip my pizza in marinara. But yeah, she same. was like, nah, fam, you got to try ranch. Um, I mean, I, I hear it. it. It doesn't taste bad, but I'm choosing marinara. Oh, 10 times out of 10, 10 toes down. You already know how we do. All thriller, no filler on the show. If Where's Laura network- from, though? Because that's a Midwest thing, I think. Laura's from Colorado. Oh, uh, okay. So I don't I don't know how to get down over there in Boulder, but okay. I, that seems like I That does not seem very Colorado to me. It doesn't. And so we, we have to have a conversation. Already, She already gave me homework and I already did the homework. So uh, y'all be sure to check out that episode in two weeks <laughs> because it will go down on our Wings and Hot Take show. Love it. If, if Hallmark came to you and said, you can pick any of the crappy towns, Christmas towns that, you, um, that we have that you could live in, what would draw you to a specific town? What would that town have to have? Uh, warm weather. Okay, so you won't be in, we won't be in that. We may have to try a lifetime for discovery. Yeah. All right, that's all good. If you could have dinner with anyone living, I don't do the day of crap, anyone living, who would you sit down and have a meal with? Oh my gosh. I should have an answer to this question because I ask a question similar on my podcast. Um, anyone, two, people. two people? Yeah, maybe that'll make it easier. Sorry, you're going to have to edit the pause, huh? No, I keep it. You keep it? Oh, no. That... I, I'm going to say Oprah. Oprah? Okay. And Probably, man, but... I follow Oprah on Instagram, and she's sharing videos of all the people that were at her house for Thanksgiving, and I'm like, can I get an invite? Like, I want to be a part of this festivity. I, My secret is that before I do live interviews, or if I have like a really big interview that I'm nervous about, I will always listen to an episode or an interview that Oprah has done because I I just think she's like the queen of interviews and I just like soak her in I don't like copy her questions or anything but like just like her ease and the way she carries herself I just soak it in so I Oprah is my answer 
But here's the thing: you're just as powerful as Oprah. So, like, just be chill. Be who you are. Come on now. That, that's, that's what they do. <laughs> if there was a Food Network show that you could be a guest star on, what show would it be? Um. Oh, I used to. We don't watch this anymore. I don't even know if it's on. But we used to really like Top Chef. Oh, okay. I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. Dream concert that you could attend. Oh, dream concert. Um, the Beatles. Oh, I like that. Best era of television. Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole era. Okay. (laughs) So like Seinfeld friends like that kind of. I hate both those shows. That's 90s. Sorry. It's okay. There's no discrimination just because I don't watch it. I do love Curb. I love Curb too, though. But you know, like right now, my favorite kinds of shows are like teen dramas. Like I love Never Have I Ever. Uh huh. I love All American. Like I love all the teen dramas. Even though, like, when you watch, have you watched All American? I've like heard about it, but I never felt the need to watch it. It's some stuff is too close to reality. It's well, but I'm like, why do I think? this person is hot because I'm like 39 years old and I look up their ages and I'm like oh they're 30 playing 16 year olds okay I feel a lot better about myself yeah so it's like you know you're good you're good you're, you're all good so it's like but okay, the, it's that's like- what I like the most right now for some reason I think it's my greatest escape probably because it's I'm so far removed from from that age but never have I ever is my biggest recommendation okay if I'm just trying to think because that that is that is a common theme. So hey, there's no shame in that. No shame in that at all. If there was, uh, oh god, I'm screwing this question up. Actress that you would want to portray your character in a movie. See, I wondered if earlier you asked me a question. I was, I was like, is he going to ask me who I would want to portray me? And then I forgot to think about it. Um. Uh. I like want to get out my phone and look people up. Well, what kind of movie is it? Is it like a drama or like a comedy? Keep it light. It could be a comedy. Well, people used to tell me I kind of looked like Courtney Cox, which I don't know if it's like my face or my nose or something, but, um, and I liked her character and friends. So maybe I'll go with her, but I don't, I don't really like that answer. Kristen Bell. I to see that because Kristen Bell is very you you say Oprah but you and Kristen Bell could be sisters because of how like she's open about her well Kristen Bell came out one day and just said I don't like my kids all the time um and stuff like that yeah I'm gonna Um, choose yeah yeah you're right I'm gonna choose her that's that's a good point yes and she's sweet she's nice she's funny so like I said it's and she's in the podcasting game yeah well it's in the family you know yeah it's in the family yeah I'll go with I'll go with Kristen Bell. Okay. And I, and just so everybody knows, I don't think I look like Courtney Cox. People just used to tell me that sometimes. Okay. Well, listen. All good. A uh, couple more questions. If we could build a train that goes around the world, where would you want to take a vacation? Dream vacation spot. And I said a train that way you don't have to go through the air. <laughs> some beach, like some delicious beach with like rooms on the water. Um, yeah, I feel like I see pictures of stuff like that. And I'm like, those places exist. Okay. If you uh, were the not- Maldives. I don't know. I feel like oh, that's a place that, would be that people. Why do you like the beach so much? I don't know. It's like calming to me. I like 
people, you know, people are like, are you a beach person or a mountain person? And we moved to North Carolina so we could be close to both. But the truth is whenever we can choose, we go to the beach over the mountains. Oh, for sure. I mean, look, the, the beach, I mean, I live here in Florida, so, you know, I used to go to the beach all the time. I was yeah. done with the beach. I was in the water with a shark. Yeah. And I was like, it's, it's, it's time to go. It's over. <laughs> Our relationship yeah. is done. It's, I ain't been to the beach since. Yep. I, that's the truth. If you were not a podcaster, what would you be? Well, I went to school to be a dietitian, but I didn't get my internship because my grades were so bad. So I, that moved on. Um, I used to do like event planning and communications for nonprofits. So I don't know. I think something along, like along the lines of some sort of communications work. Last two and a half questions. So this question is a two-part question. If there was a holiday song that describes your life, and your favorite Christmas tradition? Well, I just love Elvis Christmas. Elvis Christmas, like his Christmas songs, or is there a song that says- His Elvis albums, Christmas? like Blue Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's um, my, oh, windows blue. Yeah. yeah I grew up okay. listening to it. My grandma was obsessed with Elvis and her, my grandma had like six sisters <clears> and <throat> they all were obsessed with Elvis. And so I, they would, it was just like, always on in the background and so um and now my grandma she passed away last year and so oh, i was like it's okay but i was like i will always carry on her tradition for playing christmas elvis christmas and it just i don't know it makes me happy i jammed to that song i danced yeah, that song it's a good Ooh. one uh, with the guitar and stuff and then i heard him i just recently heard him sing silver bells and i was like uh-huh it's like okay Elvis I see you so I guess that would count as your favorite Christmas tradition too I'm definitely with that last question and it's the most important question you'll answer why does kindness matter to you I mean I think it's like all that matters like I don't think anything matters more than that because what like why else are we here you know um I just I think that you know, like when I see people getting frustrated about the silliest things like traffic or whatever, I'm like, I don't, what's the point? Um, I think that I don't, I don't really know why we were all put on this earth. It's like something I think about all the time. It's just like, what even is this? This is wild. Um, but I don't think anything matters more than kindness because if, if you don't have that, like, what do you have? Yeah. You have survived down the home stretch and even with the pauses i did not count them because in the spirit of the holiday season you are a gold medalist on the proverbial medal stand and whenever we get a sponsor you will get um uh one of those cheap gold medals that cost 99 cents at the united nice. trophy store um that's around the corner of mill so where can the wonderful people who are listening to this find you well, um, if you are into running, I have the podcast. I'll have another with Lindsay Hine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Instagram, Lindsay Hine 626. And I love Twitter. I'm one of the people still on Twitter at Lindsay Hine. So, um, and then our website for the network is sandyboyproductions.com. And then I have a, my personal website is lindsayhine.com. So there's lots of places. And then I think it's relay.com as well. Relay's on Patreon. It's like Patreon oh, or Patreon.com Patreon slash Relay. We don't actually have an official website because that was like 
you know, building websites, if you're going to do it right, it's like super stupid expensive. And oh, yeah. we're just like, we just got to get this thing off the ground. So I don't know. Eventually, Relay might have a website. But if um, if you want to be a part of the Relay community, yeah, that's patreon.com slash Relay. So, yes, please be sure to follow that. If you have Patreon, please support Lindsay and her wonderful work in the podcast. Um, if you have kids, be sure to listen um, to Why Is Everyone Yelling? You see, I got nice. it. Nice. Right. You got yes. it. Yes. And stop yelling at people. <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Want to shout out to our partner, Track Barn. Um, get 10% off your order. If you are a coach, an athlete, or anything in between, please shop there. Type in lactic acid 10, all caps, no spaces. Do not spell out the number 10, and you will get 10% off your order. Happy holidays, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.